Hey, New Yorkers, do you want to start making cash back for eating out? Try the Cedared app. It gives you gift cards for eating at restaurants across the city. It's simple. You download the app, book a table, take a photo of your receipt, and then they send you gift cards to your favorite stores like Starbucks, Lululemon, Amazon, and more. Use my promo, Jacqueline23, to get 15 bucks in Starbucks gift cards right now. Not kidding. Fifteen. $15. Use my promo, Jacqueline23. You'll immediately start earning. Plus, you'll get cash back on where you eat out. What's the catch? Nothing. These are usually newer restaurants trying to get their name out there, and you can help them do that while earning rewards. You don't have to take a background check. You don't have to get your leg. Nope. All you got to do is download the Seated app and then start earning. Use my code, Jacqueline23. The app is spelled S-E-A-T-E-D. So simple. Seated. This is the Making a Musical podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Thrapp. Wow, it's amazing what a day at my desk can do. This is the first time in a long time that I've had a few hours to myself to just send and catch up on all these emails. I've been so busy making that curtain and designing the set that I completely, completely had a big, long list of things to do. I even had to get an app just to keep track of all the things I had to do because it was getting to the point where I couldn't remember it, but then I even couldn't remember the app's name, and I was like, oh, what's happening? Don't worry, we figured it out. So what does a producer do, huh? I'm going to tell you all about it after, of course, my favorite segments. The word on the street starts now. With after 15 years, the New York Musical Festival is seizing operations effective immediately. The statement from the board and donors reads, It's with a heavy heart that we face the reality of the arts funding crisis in the United States. The board and donors have been subsidizing the New York Musical Festival operations for 15 years, but looking ahead, we do not see a clear path forward. End quote. Now, as you know, the festival brought us big hits like Next to Normal and the other Josh Kahn. So what happens next? I did a little research, and yes, the New York Musical Festival was a nonprofit. So that means that everything that they get in, they put back to the production. But they also had a lot of great advertising all across New York City with, with little posters on the street, and they had um, print ads. So what I've noticed about the New York Musical Theater Festival is that as a producer standpoint, I really, really wanted to get into it because it is a big deal. And I think I've said this on the podcast before. It's probably one of the largest musical theater festivals um, in New York City. It's like the only, I think it's like the only one. There's the Broadway Bound Theater Festival, which I believe only takes plays. There's also the New York Theater Festival, which is separate from the New York Musical Festival. The New York Musical Festival um, is well-known and well-respected. The New York Theater Festival is lesser-known and lesser-respected, and I've talked about it before. They're the ones that kind of, in my opinion, con playwrights and up-and-coming performers trying to make a buck, and they just, like, use um, producers and performers and artists for their money. But that that's separate. That's not the New York Musical Festival. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the good one that people like that really launches careers. It's out. So I did some research because I wanted to get into this last year instead of um, going into the New York Theater Festival. But I couldn't because the New York Theater Festival was super cheap. But the New York Musical Festival, it's 25 bucks to submit your musical. 
And then once you get in, if you get in, it was $15,000 to have your show in it just as a participation. So this does not include paying the cast, getting the set, and all that. So basically, a lot of these productions run people up to $75,000, but then their ticket sales were only $9 on, <clears throat> on the theater development fund. And they got a split, but it wasn't a big split. And in addition to that, it also, it, you're like, people, my problem was people would get into it and it's cool. And I guess if you're a nonprofit and if you get a grant, you can pay for it. However, if you're a commercial production and have to raise money, you're going to lose all the money because the ticket sales were, from what I believe, was a 50-50 split at nine bucks a ticket. So you can do the math. That's still bad and still less than $10. I mean, sorry, still less than $5 you'll get per ticket for a $75,000 production. Not worth it. The readings, though, might have been fine. The reading series was 3000 So I actually, like, if I had another musical, which I do, but if I ever wanted to get that anywhere, I would totally go and try to do the reading at that festival, but I can't anymore because now it's gone. And that sucks. And so I, I, the... The problem that I have, I guess the big problem that I have with it, it's not that it's going away because that does suck. And it's not the money either. That sucks too. I, to me, it's the timing of it because I don't know how many people submitted to this. I know that, you know, from other festivals I've heard people, it ranges between 110 to 1,000. So I don't know how much people invested or paid to just submit and the submission closed in November 2019. So they still had money and were still planning to have a festival until after submission. So I don't know how many submitted, but a lot of people paid a non-refundable $75 submission fee to this festival that is now ceasing to operate. I think that the festival should pay the money back to the people who submitted because that's just not fair. You can't just have people pay and then not not get your money back. I know it's not refundable, but like you can't do that. Um, but on top of that, the problem that I have is I, this is a guess, this is all speculation, but it's from what I think about it is that people submitted to this and then obviously they were planning to have one because they were charging people $75. And then what I think might've happened is maybe either not enough submitted or not enough said yes when they saw the price tag because that is a good point that they met in their very very short statement it did say that the reality of the arts funding crisis in the united states that's um we're in some trouble there and that is super accurate and a very big problem and maybe there are a lot more non-profit commercial theater companies that like to send stuff to them but then they can't get paid so maybe the problem is there's not money all around. It's not just the festival. Maybe the problem is it's not money with the shows either because the shows have to foot just that $15,000 participation fee on top of at least $20,000 of like set, actors, rehearsal room, budget, all that stuff. So I have a feeling that it came down to the money of those who could have been in it opposed to the money that the, that the festival had I'd like to hear more and in one of my big criticisms of just like theater coverage is that no one's really asking this question like what happened to the money and where did it go because if I get it if you're a nonprofit, it's just like I think that I think those in musical theater deserve a, a much larger statement 
an article than just of two sentences that are published. And I looked at all the publications. I can only find these same two sentences. So I think that, um, yeah, I think that this should be investigated a little bit more. And I also, I want to know where the money is. Because if it can happen to one of the best musical theater festivals in the nation, and obviously in New York City, then where else could it happen? So that's my thought. And then the other news I have is Waitress is closing January 5th. And then after that, we're in the Playbill. If you go see a Broadway show or if you see an off-Broadway show, you'll see our little Good Morning New York thing in the Playbill. Go to the back, scroll to the back, and you'll see all of the shows that are listed Look for us if you're going to a Broadway show. And then share it. Share it on your program, your playbill. It'll be fun. All right, let's get to my laundry list of things to do. Let's go to the next segment. I don't have too much time because between now and 7, I have to edit sound effects for the musical. And it's 4.10 p.m. right now. And we have a full run tonight. So I got to go soon. However, um, all that I would like to say is that I've been busy. (laughs) Um, As I said earlier, I've been at my desk today. But... Let's talk about yesterday. So yesterday we first had the load-in and then a queue to queue. So load-in took about four hours with about six people. Um, thanks to everyone who helped out. And also the queue to queue took about four hours as well. Also, fun fact, I'm, I looked at the amount of listens I'm getting on this podcast. I have a theory that everyone listening is like just the cast and crew repeatedly listening because it's like the same number every single day. So there, there must be like maybe half of the cast and crew listening and maybe the other half is just people who like the podcast but I'm looking at this and I'm like that is the same number for four consecutive days and that is weird so either Anchor FM has a glitch or I'm keeping you entertained with my daily producer rants I don't know anyway so let's start with this um yesterday I got a task rabbit to take me from all the way from my apartment which is in Hell's Kitchen, down to West 4th Street. Very simple. It was so nice. By the way, like, don't take this away with your props. TaskRabbit, a little more expensive, and it really sucks. And it's, like, more than 100 bucks. But we allocated for that, so that's fine. But, it's like, the guy comes in. He lifts it for you. He's like, no problem, no problem. I'll take care of it. And then look at that. Your stuff's in the theater. No, no problem, like he said. So that was nice. And then we started building everything. Um... It's funny, the stuff that I ordered was quite intricate. Like, the stools were hard to build, the desks took a while, so everything kind of took a little longer, but uh, not that long. It's just what I got to build a few desks. I was nervous about the curtain. I'm not that nervous anymore. Um, what happened, the, the, the thing is, so we have a silhouette of New York City on the curtain. We're not going to show you until you buy a ticket to the show, so get a ticket to the show or you're not going to see the curtain. But the problem that we ha- that had, which I expected, but it wasn't as big of a problem as the other problem I thought was going to happen. I thought we were going to hang the curtain and that it was going to fall <laughs> because I was like, the curtain's too heavy, it's too heavy, where I'm putting fabric on fabric, it's going to fall and I can't sew and it's a mess. That did not happen. That um, was very, very easy to do. And it's not even heavy. And my fear was the curtain was going to fall and then then we were screwed. So that didn't happen. And now all we have to do is like fix the skyline a little bit because I had some crooked buildings. So we're going to fix that. Bridget, our director, is fixing that today. And then we had a flower curtain that you saw me editing. That worked great. We got to make those flowers shorter. But besides that, the flower curtain worked really well too. And then Morgan's going to help with that today as well. And then after that, um, yeah, we were pretty much good to go. And then I saw, 
it's cool to see the set done. And I remember looking at the stage and thinking during the newsroom set, and I thought to myself, huh, that looks like my newsroom. Like, it was weird because it's like desks and then you have TVs on the wall and a, a, um, a whiteboard. It was weird and right and accurate, but weird. So it was cool to see. It was just uh, nice to see something that I thought of in my memory and that Nikki helped with and Bridget and my mom. It's nice to see that come alive. So that was fun. Then we did Q to Q and those took a long time. Um... So I don't have much to say about that, except it took a long time. But I'm not the one doing the cues. I'm just the one sitting there for it. So that's why I think it took so long. But it's that's how long they go long. So that's how it is. And I, I was there for it. It was fun. Then after that, uh, let's talk about what I did today. So a fun part about this podcast is I get to talk about all the producing things that I do that a lot of people don't see and also it's boring to talk about so the only people who are probably interested in what I do as a producer are people who want to be producers or the cast and crew besides that like I don't think people are that interested because they're like oh I gotta produce I gotta do business stuff when you say that no one knows what that means so here's what it means um we're trying to do a thing called free headshot day this is not a priority it's just on the list oh wait wait I had an idea for something was it the after party oh no 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 remember okay I want to do free headshot day because I want to pick a show or a date where we're not selling a lot of tickets and I want to bring in a photographer and say, hey, free headshot day, $30 tickets, and then you'll get a free headshot. I'm trying to do that. I don't know the costs. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to bring someone in. I sent this girl a message about it in September. She responded. I never responded. I finally sent it back to her and being like, hey, are you ready to talk about that? So I want to do free headshot day. Will it happen? We'll see. Also, the after party um, and opening night. So opening night is my main thing right now I my well not really I'm my main things are selling filling the seats for the previews and then f- promoting opening night accurately and making it an event not just a show so when it comes to the alcohol we have an deal with original sin hard cider great cider love the cider longtime partner the problem is we are trying to find a way they can't just like it has to be distributed to the theater. So the beer we're going to have, Original Sin Hard Cider, you got to be 21 and up, that's going to be sent to the theater. And the theater has its liquor license through Cafe Wa, but Cafe Wa doesn't have a deal with Union Beer, who's a distributor for Original Sin Cider. So I'm trying, but they, their affiliate, Groove, which is down the street, does have that with originals or with the u- distributor that gives them original sin that makes sense so basically i have to find a way to get the beer distributed to the theater timely and organized and i gotta get the liquor license stuff down and like it's just it's where do you start exactly that's 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 the thing i'm in the early stages of it because i haven't been able to do it for weeks because other things kept getting in the way in a good way I'm happy other things did mostly the set got in the way and this is something we can easily resolve it's just a matter of like okay here's the liquor license here's what it covers and then then we they'll send the beer we pick the dates and uh, it just has to be done and timely and it's a headache 
But it's going to be great because Original Sin is amazing. So the problem is we're giving away cans of those to every person, 21 or up, who buys a ticket to opening night. So if you want a free original, a free beer, you've got to buy a ticket. But also, i got to get the free beer there. Another thing is that um, I have a neighbor who is opening my packages, and I'm going to find that person and attack them because no, I'm not going to attack them. Don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just going to call the police. Because I got some stuff for the props yesterday and everything was open. Like all of my Amazon boxes were open. And it's like <clears throat> no one took what was inside because it was headsets, fake microphones, and cups. Like of course you're not going to take it. But the fact that I had a neighbor stealing my packages is not good. Especially when I have some important things on the way. So I'm going to call the police tomorrow and I'm going to report my packages because I already had a neighbor who stole two of my Lululemon packages a, a few months ago. I know exactly who it is and uh, his roommates already have like, you know, told me who it is. So I know who it is. I'm on a rant about my neighbor stealing my packages. My point is no one is stealing my packages <laughs> and I cannot have them stolen. And if they're stolen, that sucks. But I also don't think they're going to steal what's inside. I guess it, they're important packages to me, not important to the real world. Like, I don't think my neighbor would steal 500 um, bags that say, good morning, New York. Not like expensive bags, just bags. Like, I don't think no one's, anyone's going to steal that. I also don't think anyone's going to steal other things that I'm not going to mention because my neighbor doesn't know my name, but if my neighbor listens to this podcast, <laughs> he doesn't. Or she. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I have the name written on my whiteboard. Anyway, I'm really nervous that someone's going to take my packages. That's that's all I want to say, and I'm very very nervous about it because that can't happen. Now, once I get those packages, one of them is going to be so we have the bags, then we have the the promotional stuff that goes in the bags, and then we have the beer that we're going to hand out. Then I also have to buy wine to give to people when they come and stop by. So that's the after party. Oh, that's not the after party. That's opening night. The after party is a different story because the after party, what I have to do is I'm still trying to get a bar and in the area and the place is so busy, like no bar will set aside a few tables for us for free. So I, there's an Irish pub that I think I got a shot at and I love Irish pubs. So I might have a shot at that because the other places nearby are crowded, packed, and they're not going to be a good time. But there is one that I have hope for, but we're not really in communication right now as much as I would like to. So the after party, we don't have one. <laughs> and that's all I can say about that, which sucks because I really want one. Um, I'm trying to send out a list to all the Off-Broadway Alliance judges. Someone sent me their emails, but that is locked and I can't open it. So I sent it to my co-producers to figure out how. I have to get a bartender for our bar. To It's not complicated. Like, you you just crack open a, an original sin cider and say, here you go. Thanks. I'll take five bucks. So we got to get a bartender. I got my co-producer for the first two nights of previews. Jackson, actually, the co you heard it. You know who he is. I talk about him all the time. Co-composer, music director, guitarist arranger he said he'll run the bar some other times too it looks like i did get a bartender insurance is covered yep cost seven hundred dollars that was a shocker um and after i paid for it i got an email from a different insurance company saying they do it for 500 and it's too late so looks like i'm not gonna save money on insurance and that's what i get for putting it off too late and then i have something oh that says broadway con i 
got to do Broadway Con. And I think what I'm going to do, I think I'm going to do free headshot day during Broadway Con. Because at Broadway Con, we'll be like, guys, tonight you can come get your free headshot, buy a ticket to our show. That'll be a good way to promote it. I like that. I like that a lot. I'm going to do that. Okay, so tonight we have a full run. I'm going to go do that. Um, well, I'm going to first go get some lunch, edit the sound bites, and then I'm going to go home shower. I haven't showered in a few days, so that I, that's needed and mandatory. And then I'm going to pick up the props. Hopefully my neighbors didn't steal them. Uh, I am I am going to call the police on my neighbors, actually, because they, they can't open people's boxes. Um, and then what else am I going to do? What else am I going to do? Go to the full run. I'm off tomorrow, which is nice because I almost had to work my day job tomorrow. Nope, I'm off. I think that's it. Is, am I done? Am I done here? All right, guys, I'm done here. Bye.